Hello, and welcome to Professional Balance, a bonus content series of the Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. Today, we'll be discussing the balance of business plans versus protocols and strategy versus execution. When it comes to guiding business decisions, big picture, and day-to-day operations, where do you start and how do you balance planning, protocols, strategy, and execution? These concepts are often misunderstood, confused for each other, combined, or prioritized incorrectly. First, we need to understand each approach and then how to utilize each effectively. How do you find a balanced approach? Let's talk about it. This long-form audio-only podcast is posted once a month as an opportunity to dive deep into the issues that challenge all entrepreneurs, business owners, career builders, and decision makers. How to balance what seems to be contradictory viewpoints in business and personal life. More than just work-life balance, we examine a variety of this or that scenarios. Let's get started. How do we balance business planning versus protocols and strategy versus execution? Business plans are the plan for the future of your business, how you're going to get where you want to get to. Very similar to a roadmap. You have to know what success looks like and define what that successful point will be before you start. Else you wander aimlessly like trying to drive across the country without a roadmap. Business plans should be deep and wide. They should cover every aspect of your business as deep as possible until it gets into day-to-day execution. A business plan is a long-term commitment. Things that are decided within a business plan should not be changed randomly, on the fly, or without great consideration. Need to have depth in your business plan and your commitment to the ideas put forward because you've done the work properly. That work starts with research. Everything substantial in your business should be based on research and the analysis of that research, not on gut feelings, not on opinions, definitely not on egos or because it was my idea and absolutely never because that's how we've always done it. Need to do the research and analysis to make decisions based on data, real-world feedback, and information from the market you'll be competing in. These are the elements of creating a business plan. A business plan is cause and effect. What you do, what you, what you put into place, what you plan for, and then how it affects the process of your business how it affects the internal structure of your business, how it affects your external communications and relationships, and how you connect the two. Cause and effect is connected and explained in a business plan. Business plans are based on the relational situation between the actions that you take and the organization and the structure that you build in order to do so. Every action has an intended reaction and unintended as well. Departments have to be structured to work independently and within the whole. This is why you need to write these things down and create a business plan that can be scrutinized and then referred to when the operations are ongoing. So it's an outline, it's a guide, it's a roadmap. A business plan approach is similar to turning a battleship. It's not something that is done quickly 
It is not agile. It is not something that is simple. It is a long process to change a business plan, and that is intentional. Your business plan needs to be steady, consistent, and a continual guide towards what you've set as success for your business and all of the cause and effect elements that will make that success happen. And we all understand business is not perfect. Business plans are never perfect, and there will need to be changes along the way, but we'll have a conversation in the protocol strategy and execution conversation about how those changes are made. Changes to your business plan should take a long time and a lot of thought in order to be actually applied. A lot of reference back to research and analysis, a lot of input and feedback before business plans are changed. They need to be the guideline for how to run your business. The process of writing your business plan is as important as the actual written plan. How you go about that process, again, starting with research, doing the analysis, and letting data guide the directions that you take and the decisions that you make and not personal interactions, not egos, relationships, etc. A business plan is a long-term investment, a, a guide to how to do things on the big picture, but it is not something that you simply set once and ignore. There is actual regular renew of your business plan, a look at your business plan, a commitment to the business plan, or changes within the business plan. Typically, this is a once-a-year process, unless something major happens in the world, in your industry, in your market, or within your organization. You don't need to go back to your business plan more often than once a year, but you also should not ignore your business plan and fail to renew the concepts set forward in the business plan at least once a year. Having the C-suite, the leadership team, the decision-maker group together going through the business plan, recommitting to the ideas laid out there, the execution, the tactics, the strategy, etc., and then making the necessary changes at that time in an annual review in order to update the 2020 business plan to the 2021 business plan to the 2022 business plan to right about now, you should be considering what the 2023 business plan should look like. It's a regular renew is part of the process, but it is still a big picture, slow process, not reactionary to small movements, changes, etc. in the market, in the economy, etc. The process of how you write your business plan is as important as the end product itself. You obviously want an end product, a completed business plan that is easy to follow, easy to understand, very complete, thorough, and lays out as many options and opportunities for success as possible within the confines of the structure of your business. But how you make these decisions, the research and analysis, the data direction, the looking to the market, to the audience, to the competitive analysis, every other aspect of the business plan in order for you to make decisions based on on strategy, on protocol, on tactical execution, on feedback from the real world, not based on ego, gut decisions, or how we've always done it approaches. The process is as important because it that process will inform your decision-making as you move forward. The process that you put into your business plan can be applied to your protocols, to your strategy, and to your execution. 
These are how you get your guiding principles, your core values, your mission statements, et cetera, that come from your business plan. So the process of deciding how to approach your business model, your business plan, the process, how you make those decisions will affect every other decision-making process as you run your business. That is as important as the finished business plan itself that you can show to employees, you can share with collaborators, and you can share with your bank, investors, or advisors. And this is a key point. You need to write a business plan as if you need to present it to your bank for funding, because you might and you probably will if you need funding from your bank, to an investor, maybe wants to buy a portion or all of your business, being able to show them the business plan, show them how you're going to do the things that you've set out to do as an organization, or to share with an advisor who can give you then a different outside fresh perspective on maybe things that you missed or that can be changed or updated within the plan itself. If you write your business plan for you internally, if you write your business plan with, well, everyone knows this, or we've, we don't need to discuss this, or we don't need to spell it out because we all know how to do what it is we do, you will then not correctly write a business plan. You will write something that allows you to operate your business the way you wish to do it on a daily basis as opposed to a big picture approach. So don't be that person. Don't be that leader. Don't be that CEO. Don't be that decision maker. Instead, take the idea that you are writing a business plan that can be shared with your banker, with an investor, with an advisor. So now that we've written a business plan, how do we put it into play? How do we actually take big picture ideas and put them into action for our business on a regular basis. This is where protocols come into place. Now, business plans are just that, a plan that is written down, it's very structured, it's very organized, and it's based on data research and analysis. Protocols are the way that you act, how you act within your organization, how you do the things that are laid out in the business plan. How do you do what it is you've set out to do? That is done through protocols. Protocols are how you act. Protocols allow for immediate decision-making, not just day-to-day, but literally hour-to-hour and minute-to-minute decision-making by everyone employed in your organization. Protocols empower people to make decisions on a regular basis, daily, hourly, because it's based on your core values from your business plan. This is why the process of your business plan is so important. The business plan, the process, what you learn in that process is then filtered down into core values and directives and protocols. The protocols allow Every employee, no matter what department they work in, no matter what level they are in the organizational structure, to understand how to do their business, how to approach the product, the service, the customer, other employees, vendors, collaborators, etc. They understand how to execute the plan, the business plan, because they have been informed and empowered by protocols. They have been told how to do their job. They've been told how decision-making should be done 
And then they're allowed to do that decision-making to make those decisions as human beings using protocols. Much like you have fire drills in your business. You have a fire drill so that everyone understands what to do, where to go, how to become accountable during a fire drill. If there is an emergency, how do you safely get everyone out of the building, account for them, decide that it's safe to go back in and go back to work? That process of how you run a fire drill is also how you give your employees protocols. When this happens, we always react this way. When these things are going well, here's what we do. When these things are going poorly, this is what we do. Here's how we make decisions. These are the protocols. So how do we find a balance between the business plan and the protocols? How do we find the balance between the big picture focus and the day-to-day operations? We find protocols in the business plan. The business plan informs the protocols. If we have written our business plan correctly and paid attention to the process, how we made our decisions in writing the business plan will then inform how we can set protocols for our people. We adjust protocols because they're daily activity. We learn through the protocols. We set a protocol and understand it is a test and inform protocol. Things change, employees change, situations change, technology changes. Those changes happen at the protocol level. Then when you do your regular review of your plan, you can inform that planning process through what you've learned through the execution and adjustments of the protocols. Business plans are technically obsolete the minute they are written down because the operation of a business changes on a regular basis through a variety of factors. But why do we still write down business plans? Because we need that big picture guide, that roadmap to the direction we're trying to take. That direction informs how you execute through protocols. So you guide with your plan, but you manage with protocols. If you have written your business plan correctly as a guide, and if you understand the process of the decisions you made in the business plan, you understand how to explain and inform and empower and enforce and enact the protocols. Guide with your plan, manage with protocols. That's the balance between those two items that are very different, big picture approach and day-to-day operations. But within the balance of them, they inform each other and update each other on a regular basis. You need these things in order to move your business in the right direction, but also adjust and react to things that happen in the real world, real time. Now that you have a business plan, now that you have business protocols, you understand how your organization is operating, you have to decide within your business plan what your strategy is for execution at the highest level. Strategy is how you compete with your competitors, compete within your industry, and attract and retain audience. Once again, everything starts with research and analysis. A good strategy is based on research. Now, a lot of that research you did in the business plan stage, bring that research and analysis forward for strategy. Now, more specifically on how you compete and are successful against other options 
for your audience. You do this by setting business goals, breaking those down into objectives, understanding your competition, analyzing who they are and the values that they bring, their strengths and weaknesses versus your strengths and weaknesses, the value proposition, which is how you explain what it is you do for your audience, combined with business goals, objectives, competition, and value proposition, now allow you a position with a differentiation. Position is where you sit in the competitive landscape. Are you the lowest price? Are you the highest inventory? Are you the most convenient transaction? Do you have the best customer service? Do you have the best technology? Do you have multiple locations? Do you do things online or virtual? Things that your competitors don't do exactly or things that you do differently, which is your differentiation, allow you to position yourself against the competition. That is your strategy. How are you going to compete? How are you going to win? How are you going to explain the value of your product or service? And how are you setting yourself apart or differentiating yourself within the landscape of the market? You have to understand yourself, your goals that you've set, the objectives to achieve that. You have to understand your competition, how you compete with them, the things that they offer, strengths and weaknesses, both yours and theirs, the value that is expected from your audience, who your audience is. Not just the basic demographics of male, female, age, et cetera, but really deep dives into who your best, most specific, most likely to say yes audience is. And then the differentiation, the key that explains how you do business, the value proposition that you provide that most is most attractive to that target audience. You do all of this before you get into tactical execution. Everything I just said before tactics is strategy. You need to understand all of these elements in order to decide which of the thousands of tactics you will take in order to execute upon the strategy, the strategy based on the business plan. So start general, like you did with your business plan. Your business plan was a big picture idea. You start your strategy in that general place, but work towards specifics which is why we start with goals, which are big, overarching, and not specific. But we break those goals down into objectives, which are more more specific and more obtainable. Typically, your goal is not something where you set a goal and there's one step to achieving that goal. There's multiple steps. Those multiple steps are the objectives to to achieving your goals. Understanding competition, value proposition, audience position, et cetera, are the ways that you do that, that you achieve your objectives. Those are, once you've achieved all the objectives, you have achieved your goals. So start general, start towards goals, work towards specifics. Those are done through objectives. Those objectives are then broken down into the tactical execution, which is what we talk about next, strategy versus tactics. But before you get to tactics, You have to understand everything you just did has to be created with an opportunity to be changed. That your strategy, again, much like your business plan, is a roadmap, is a guide to how you're going to be successful and how you're going to measure success, but you can't expect it to work perfectly. And you understand that as you put these things into the world, as your tactics happen, your execution is happening within the market, 
the, there will be feedback. There will be additional information. So you have to go back to the research and analysis phase. And that is being prepared to change your strategy because of feedback and real-world data. That's a continuation of your research. So strategy is an outline. It is a guide. It is sending you in the right direction, much like your business plan, with the understanding that there's possibility for change once you see how your audience, your competitors, your market, your industry reacts to what it is you're doing in your strategic approach. But now it's time to execute. This is where tactics come into place. Tactics are the actions that you take. And this is often confused. Tactics and strategy are often confused. In a business plan, often people will say, our strategy is to use social media, or our strategy is to use direct-to-consumer channels, or our strategy is to use outdoor advertising or social media influencers. Those are all tactics. Those are not strategies. I just explained what strategy is, all of the pieces that go into how you're going to achieve things. How you execute on the strategy is tactics. Daily, hourly, weekly, monthly, quarterly. These are the execution of your strategy. They're also things that can be measured. So if you're trying to attract number of visits, number of sales, number of clicks, number of followers, inquiries on your website, phone calls, etc., these are the things that can be measured. Things that can be measured are tactics. Tactics are execution. Your measurement happens in everything that you do because your tactics should never be a singular execution of your strategy, but in fact, multiple executions of your strategy and then multiple versions of that execution, often called A-B testing. But the truth is that A-B testing should really be A-B-C-D testing or further all the way through Z sometimes in order to gain the great, the correct measurement of your tactics so that you can understand the tactics that work the best, that have the best reactions, that get the best call to action happening, the best conversion rate, etc. If you're running ads, whether they're digital, traditional print, or broadcast otherwise, you can't run one single ad and use all your time, money, effort, budget on that singular ad hoping that it works. Instead, running different ads multiple ways and measurable ways so that you can understand the ads, the social media, whatever tactic it is you're taking, the the actual action, is it A, is it B, is it C, is it D, that gets the best results. Then you take the one with the least least results, you eliminate it, and you focus more time, money, effort, budget on the things that work better so that you can Again, use the feedback from your audience, the feedback from the real world to change your tactics in order to make them measurably better on a regular basis. Now, you just have to repeat that over and over and again until that approach doesn't work as well as it has. Make your adjustments, do your testing, and move forward again with the best outcomes, the best potential. Adjust, but don't overhaul. Adjust your tactics on a regular basis. Understand A-B testing. Understand that there is a need to find combinations that work best. It could be the combination of, is it the funny copy or the serious copy? Is it using videos or is it using memes? Is it using photography or simple, simply just using copy? 
Is it something that is done on the weekends or during the week? Is it something that is using channels of radio or print or broadcast or social media, or is it using internet and email and influencers or any other types of channels of delivery? Is it, what are the different ways that you can get your message with different messages in different channels to the audience? Which ones work the best and which ones should you do more and which ones should you do less? This is the tactical measurement and execution. Adjust, but don't overhaul. Make small movements. That's why it's an A-B test and not an A to Z test. A-B testing allows you to, to compare two very similar approaches, but find the one that works 51% better or 60% better or 80% better or 90% better. Dropping the one that doesn't work as well, but continue to test it as you continue to move forward, as you repeat the process. Often called the 80-20 rule. You do 80% of the time things that you know that work. 20% of the time you should be experimenting because experimentation allows you to find opportunities that you probably didn't plan for or knew, know that would be available to you until your audience, the real world, other factors shows it to you. So 80-20 rule allows you to experiment, but 80% of the time do the things that you know that work through your A-B testing process. Overall, you can make better, more informed decisions. Listen to the experts in your field. Those experts are your audience, the people that you do business with that transact with you. When they put their money where your mouth is, that's where you want to be. Listen to what they tell you when the things that they appreciate and they don't. You can have the best, most creative campaign, but if it doesn't convert to sales and income for your business or the cost is too high or it's untenable in measurement, then it doesn't matter if it's the most creative approach. You can have the most boring approach, but if it's high conversion rate, if you're making money off of it, if it's profitable, then that is how you move forward. How do you decide? Listen to your audience. They're the experts. They're the one who put their money and their attention and their time and their focus and their trust in you through your execution, which is guided by your strategy, which comes from your business plan, and is managed by the people in your organization through protocols. This is how you find balance in all of these elements. But the balance between strategy and execution or tactics, you start with the clarity of strategy, who your audience is, who you are, what your value proposition is, what your differentiation is, how you can best achieve the outcomes that you want in order just to Meet the objectives that then allow you to meet your goals. Execute your tactics as a two-way conversation, learning as much as you can about your audience while you're informing them of the value proposition of your product or service. Bring those data points back in internally. Make your decision-making on your strategy, even adjust your business plan based on what the audience tells you, the real-world feedback. What will they buy and what will they not? What will they pay for and what will they not? What do they value and what do they not? How do they react to your strategy, the strategy that's based on your business plan? What your audience tells you is the most important thing because that's where your potential conversion comes from. Plan for change with your strategy, with your tactical execution, etc., and then make those changes. Do not be afraid to make change that is based on feedback from the real world. It doesn't matter whose idea it was. It doesn't matter who likes the change. It doesn't matter where it comes from and out unless 
It's coming from internal. If it's coming from the audience, if it's coming from conversion rates, if it's coming from sales, then that is what you do. That's the path you follow. That is where you go until that doesn't work and you have to change again. Plan for change and then make the change. Don't worry about how people react to the change because it's based on audience reaction. This makes you informed, but you still need to be patient. Your strategy is a long-term approach. Your strategy is something that's 12, 18, 24 months. It's not as long-term approach as your business plan, which is 10 and 20 years, but it is much larger, much longer, and needs more patience than your tactical execution. Tactics are things you do in an A-B process and eliminate the A or the B quickly as possible when your audience gives you clear direction as to what they appreciate and what they don't. That is informing you. That information needs to be patient as you balance your day-to-day tactics with your overall strategy. So of all four of these concepts, how do we balance every bit of it? How do we balance all of it? Do your homework. Start everything with research and analysis. Think in concentric circles or timelines. What does that mean? You need the big circle, the big picture, the 20-year plan, and the 10-year plan, and the five-year plan that comes from the business planning. That execution of those plans comes through your protocols. But you need smaller circles of strategy and execution, strategy being 12, 18, 24 months, smaller circle. The even smaller circles are quarters, months, weeks, and days in your tactical execution. If you're doing all this at the same time and all of it is a circle, a two-way conversation, a feedback loop, then as that information moves from the smallest circles to the biggest circles, as you move forward, as you move in your timeline, you can make better decisions, which make for better tactical execution, better strategy, better business plan. Big picture is slow, steady, and wins the race. This is planning and strategy. But day-to-day is reactionary and often trendy, and that's a good thing and a bad thing. Being on trend is good because it gains attention and it creates conversion within the moment of that trend. But eventually that trend ends, and if you're late on ending that trend, it can become negative. Or sometimes trends can turn off core base audiences, etc. So be careful about being too trendy, but do not ignore trends happening within the market. This is where protocols and execution come into play. Protocols are empowerment and reactionary to your audience, to your consumer, to your vendors, to your other employees, to the people that you work with and work for. And then execution is, of course, a a regular basis item that needs to be tested, A, B, tested, and then move forward in better ways every single time you do it. Know where you're going and why. This is why the process is so important in your business plans, why process is so important in writing your strategy is knowing why, not just where you're going, but why. Taking the path of least resistance until that path becomes unmanageable. Tactical execution, your A-B testing, the, the data that you're collecting from the, the audience, the real-world feedback allows you to take the path of least resistance. Eventually, that will path will change. Other people will see you taking that path. They will take it themselves. It will not be the path of least resistance, and it'll be time for a change. It'll be unmanageable. But that is a patient approach, change, and execution. Brand equity is valuable. 
until the brand loses its valuable. This is key. The reason that business plans are big and slow, the reason that strategy is smaller than business plan, but still months and years at a time is building brand equity, is having people understand your brand, your differentiation, what you offer, your value proposition, and your why until you lose those value proposition, you lose the equity in the brand because it hasn't adjusted correctly. So brand equity is valuable. Keep with your brand equity. Stay consistent. Deliver on that brand message, that brand voice, the brand image. Everything that consumers know about you is through your brand. Stay consistent with it for as long as possible until it doesn't work, until it loses its effectiveness, until it loses its value. So brand equity is always valuable until it's not. How will you know? Your audience will tell you. That's why you have to be listening to them through your tactical execution. Planning is based on knowing as much as you can. If you are open to the process, planning is about knowing. It's based on understanding. It's based on situations. It's also based on planning for outcomes, for situations, for feedback that doesn't have, hasn't happened yet. You don't have to react to positive and negative feedback in a planning process. You do need to know that it can happen and plan for it. Understanding how you made the decisions, the process, is as important as planning itself. Protocols are based on trusting your people that you've hired to execute if you have informed and empowered them. Protocols are amazing tools if you're willing to empower the people to work for you. If you're not willing to empower the people that work for you, why did you hire them? Leaders' jobs are not to control and micromanage. Leaders' jobs are to lead people, to give them the tools necessary, to give them everything they need, including protocols, which is a decision-making process, in order to do their jobs the best they possibly can at every level in your organization. Protocols allow you to do that. Strategy is based on picking the best option of many. There are many, many strategies any business can implement. Picking the best one makes sense for your organization, how you compete within your market for the attention of your primary audience. And basing all of that on research and analysis from the feedback that happens while you're executing. Strategy is based on picking the best option of many. Execution is building through consistency while adding value. Consumers want to know what to expect from your business. They want to know how it is they do business with you, how well your product or or service will perform, if it is worth what it is you ask them to pay for it, if it's delivered the way that they expect it to be because you have set yourself apart, you've differentiated yourself from the other options within your market. Execution is built on consistency. Provide that consistency. Allow consumers to know what to expect from you. But Continue to add value. Continue to listen to your audience, what they value, what they look for, what they would like to have, and then provide it not so that you can make additional funds, additional profit. Profit is good. There's not a problem with it. But the point being add value. If you add value, then the profitability will come with it. Execution is built on consistency. Give them what they want, the way they want it, the way that you explain in your differentiation through your tactical execution based on your strategy, and then add value. 
so that you can provide for the consumer. Sometimes that value is the product. Sometimes it's the service. Sometimes it's the price. Sometimes it's the delivery model. But sometimes it's customer service. Sometimes it's interactions. Sometimes it's warranty. Sometimes it is meeting one of your employees out in the world, outside of their office or the manufacturing plant, et cetera, and then telling you how much they enjoy their job, they enjoy their boss, they enjoy the product or service that they produce. Those things, those employees, those pleasant experiences are based on the protocols, the empowerment of your people that you've put into place before they went to market with the product or service for the audience through the strategy and based on the tactical execution. It's a whole lot, but hopefully you found a way to balance all of that. Long-term, short-term, immediate concentric circles, creating value, supporting that value, and then acting like human beings, real people, when doing business with other people through protocols. Thank you for listening to Professional Balance, bonus content series of the Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. I'll be back next month with a new topic and new podcast every Saturday with hustle and motivation advice from the office while the competition is still sleeping. Please subscribe, leave a review, and make a comment on social media about what balance issues you would like to hear discussed in this series in the future. Thank you. Saturday morning hustle. Saturday morning hustle. Saturday morning hustle. Wake up and keep